how how are the holidays for you guys? Is it you know they're they're challenging, but they're getting better. You know, I was I was actually thinking about that this year, and it showed up in in just our preparation and how we started preparing for the holidays. I just remember like our first few Christmases. Uh, number one, it's super hot at Christmas, and it just doesn't feel like Christmas. Mm-hmm. And so you're already like, Ugh. you know, in the states right. you're like, okay, Starbucks is doing pumpkin pumpkin spice latte. It's getting colder. The sweaters are coming out. It's crisp in the air. Here, you're going it's into hot sweatier. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. And so it was just a downer. And I just remember initially not even wanting to decorate, not wanting to do those things. And then all of a sudden, it would be the week of Christmas, and I'm like, shoot, I we we got to make this special for the kids. We got to make this a good time, you know, and those right. kinds of thoughts. But right. this year and last year too, but especially this year, man, November first came around, and we already had Christmas lights up. Uh, we're looking forward to Christmas. It's going to be a fun time. We're, we're already having a blast. We had our best Thanksgiving that we've ever had overseas, but it is challenging. So that brings up an interesting controversy because uh, apparently last episode was also controversial because of my song choice. Um, oh, are, are we going to talk about that already? No, no, no. I think it's we, best we might, not to. N- well, we will. And we'll circle back to that. Go ahead. I'm going to put in that. We'll circle I don't back. like circles. I, I want to just keep moving in a straight line away from that. Okay, we can make a straight line back to it. Um, no, it, this might be controversial, but I was definitely in the camp of Christmas doesn't start until Thanksgiving ends. The tree doesn't go up. The music is not played. The movies mm-hmm. are not watched until the mm-hmm. end of Thanksgiving. You can't start one holiday when you haven't finished the one before it. So I yeah, so, that, that that just sounds like legalism. I, I mean, we've got this no. freedom in our house where we're like, Christmas starts when the heart says Christmas starts, and you know, uh, we felt we felt the for to put it in charismatic terms, we felt the unction to put up the lights, and the lights went up. No, no, but listen, listen. But the problem with this is, the problem with this is, is that. Every year as a missionary, it gets harder and harder because I think everybody will feel this way too, or everybody does feel this way too, is that you're, you're so wanting to recreate the experience that you get at home. Yeah. And then you yeah, look forward, that's definitely true. even though it's like the more and the more difficult times of the year, you look forward to it, to recreating that experience. And so I find that every year we're pushing it earlier and earlier. And I have three girls in my house, so I'm constantly outnumbered because they're all on the same page. They all want the same thing. So it's, it, it's like, dad is the, I, I, I'm either the hero or I'm the bad guy, man. <laughs> so, so, so this year it was like, Dad was the bad guy un- until until I started, you know, I think the week before Thanksgiving, I was like, okay, things are going to be pretty busy, you know, right after Thanksgiving. So we can set up the tree at this time and, and like, and then Man, we- you even said it, you even said it like that, like, like a really like, like things are busy. So let's set it up now. This is the most economical time. Listen, when it's time, you want Christmas, you put everything else on pause, you put that tree up and you have a good time. But hey, in all seriousness, I do want to talk about what you said about trying to recreate that feeling. I think we do that. And we want to recreate what Christmas felt like in the States and how we celebrated and all those good emotions and yeah. experiences. And I think 
we've gotten to the stage where we're recreating a new Christmas in a sense that we're reinventing. This is home now. What does Christmas feel like for us? And I got to give my wife a lot of credit for that because she has adapted, you know, like Thanksgiving, we actually, this is the first year where we were able to get a turkey. We don't have it at the house (laughs) yet, but we were able to actually order a turkey from New Zealand and it's supposed to get here. It's been on order for two months. So we're supposed to get one hopefully before Christmas. But normally we never have turkey and that's always been kind of a downer. But this year we did get a nice whole chicken uh, and Lisa cooked it and she had these dishes that we make in the States, but she modified them for our situation and made it a yeah. new experience and then added new dishes like fresh pineapple and um, the different, different, mm-hmm. just different local things that we have here that we can't get in the States. So I think when I stopped trying to make it like what I felt in the States and just started enjoying what it's like here, that really has helped for us. Yeah, no, that's exactly my, I think where I was going with my point in, in thinking about that in the past couple of weeks is that I've realized I've cared less and less about my rules of the holidays or my, cause you know, we're guys, we like a plan. <laughs> and so I had my, my plan that this yes. is the way, this is sure. the way we're going to do things. These are the traditions that we're going to carry on from. This is the way. Yeah, this, this is the way. This is, this is the way, Jonathan. <laughs> this is the way. Exactly. This is the things that we're going to carry over from yeah. our holidays, but you bring up a really important point. And I think if a family is new on the field, this is something to consider is that sometimes I think in the first few years, we spent a lot of times trying to recreate what we didn't have, which is fine and and good to an extent. But then there's also the idea that you should, the idea that you should form new traditions and new things that are your own that become, because my kids will never feel the loss of what we're missing. Right. Like my kids were young enough. Unless they see it in you and you have, they, they feel it because you're feeling it outwardly. Right. Because I've, I've seen that. That's why I'm, I'm bringing that yeah, up. Yeah. But my, my kids were young enough. So it's like, I, we, whatever we create here as our holiday experience are the traditions that they will remember and they will hold on to. And so I think it is really, I, you yeah. know, it is really important that we, we form our own just do whatever you need to do to make this a special time of the year for you and your family. Is that why you're wearing a home knitted sweater vest right now with no shirt underneath? Yeah, it's crocheted. I did this over the Thanksgiving holiday. (laughs) Um, It's not finished. It's beautiful. I would, I would do a little manscaping at the top because you've got a nice tuft of fur peeking out of the V-neck. But you know, other than that, I think it's, it's well, it's fantastic. Yeah. It's really just meant as a, to be worn as a poncho. It's not, it's not, it's just not a shirt replacement. Oh, yeah. Okay. But I dressed hastily oh, I this morning. I see. So it is, <laughs> it's warm though. Yeah. I'm sweating just looking at it. Guys, he's not really wearing a sweater vest for all, for all of you that are genuinely concerned. No, it's not a sweater vest. It's a crocheted poncho. Oh yeah. My bad. We talked about setting new traditions and I'm setting one now. It's my holiday poncho. It's very bold. It only it comes out bold. the week before Thanksgiving. Wow. Thank goodness for that. And it will not be washed until after Christmas. <laughs> I was just going to say, does it stay on the entire time Yeah, until it, Christmas? It comes on in the morning and it goes off at night. That's the only time that it leaves. Yeah. That's good. It will stay through Christmas. And then, uh, Excellent. And then I'll put it in the laundry and my wife will rejoice 
um, that it's done. And burn it. Uh, some traditions <laughs> should never be started, really, if you think about it. That's true. That's definitely so. True. I I want to I want to ask you this because this actually is a good entry point for kind of what I want to talk to you about today. Is that you have this very so you guys are heading into the Christmas season and you talked about yeah. it's actually the hottest time of year, right? Yep. So seasonally, it's like the most miserable time of the year, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. As far as comfort level, you're absolutely right. Right. So there's this very incongruent factor like between the holiday season, which is supposed to be kind of like the happy, like like joyful, like most enjoyable season uh, mm-hmm. of the year. Mm-hmm. And then the, the, the seasonal discomfort that you're going through from the heat uh, of the summer. And so you have this very like this dissonance between the feeling of what you're actually feeling versus what you expect to be feeling. And yes. And so I want to ask you about like, because I think, I think this is a perfect picture of what we deal with sometimes as as guys um, in, in, in our walk with, with Christ and just even as, as missionaries about sometimes what we're feeling doesn't match up to what we we expect to be feeling or we think that we're going to feel at that moment in time do you you know what i'm saying yeah jonathan absolutely i think that's something that uh, us as men not only do we feel it uh just at those seasonal times but as missionary men we we have this dissonance to use the same word that you use between an expectation of the past that equated to a good that meant it was a good experience you know we we had these these things that we checked off, you know, like for the Christmas time, it was the, the cold mm-hmm. weather, the the coffee specials, or just the things that you saw that meant, ah, this is Christmas time. And for me, right. now Christmas time means, oh, everybody's sweating and it's miserable during the day. And in fact, it generally it's so hot during the day in the village during this time of year that guys are just sitting underneath the mango tree with their shirts off and not moving. And... <laughs> Everybody waits for the sun to start to go down, and then they start working, and then they end up staying up really late and sleeping in until it's too hot to sleep. So, yeah, there is a dissidence, and and it it's something that we have to protect and be aware of. Uh, and I know, Jonathan, I think both of us, we were talking just as because you and I try and stay in touch at least at least every other day uh, and mm-hmm. and check in with each other and stuff. But I know that you and I both kind of had an interesting week. Um, as in regards to how yeah. we felt, but also in regards to what was happening. Can you talk to that a little bit? Maybe share a little bit about how you were feeling and then share about some of the stuff that was actually happening for the week. Well, I think, I think in reg- it, like in relation to the conversation that we're having about feeling, uh, I've just realized more and more that some of the results that I expect happen when I feel the least. And, and that feels wrong. Like it doesn't add up in my right, head. Right. Because right. I expect, you know, I think we all have as men, we all have peaks and valleys when it comes to our spiritual walk, how we're feeling with, with God. And um, you know, every every day is not a mountaintop experience. Every week is not a mountaintop experience. And so it's often right. it's like those valleys, those those moments of like struggle and frustration that I find 
produce and yield the greatest results and the greatest fruit out of those times. Yeah. And I was thinking about that in the last few weeks because really, honestly, we, we've had really uh, some very big highs in the last few weeks. Oh, yeah. We had um, some great testimonies come from our personal side with our family. And then we had some really great things happening in our church. And uh, spiritually, I was feeling like God was speaking a lot to me. You know, those times where you feel like mm-hmm. it's almost like every day that you feel that there is something that you're receiving from God. Right. And then last week, actually the last two weeks, I started to feel like I was coming down from the mountain a little bit. You know, I started to feel a little bit uh, more of a struggle. Like the the uh, two weeks ago, I felt like the, the feeling really ended up being uh, like I was two steps behind where I wanted to be the whole week, mm. you know, on my to-do list, yep. on yep. what I had planned for the week. And it started, it, it started off that way. And then it just, it, it grew into like feeling like, man, where was that experience that I had like three weeks ago? Where was that feeling that, that mountaintop experience of where I felt like I was, I was, I was receiving something from God, like fresh every day. And, and then, so in the middle of last week, we, we've been doing a, a prayer thing in our church. And, and, um, so we've, we've had this, we've had this weekly prayer time that we just started. Um, we're going through a series of, uh, about prayer in our church. Mm-hmm. And so we've had these prayer nights and on Wednesday night I went into it and we had spent, um, I know a lot of our our missionary guys will appreciate not not you, but but you know when you go to to the country uh, to your country, a lot of times you know we end up at IKEA um, because that's a good place <laughs> to like go buy cheap furniture, and uh, and so uh, we go. we bought man when we came yeah when we came for our first term, we spent hours and hours and hours at IKEA and bought everything for our apartment, and anyway. We're, we're, we, we really try not to go in there because it's, it's like the, it's a black hole of a store because there's no way that you can go in and not spend almost the entire day there. It's designed, (laughs) the store is designed to trap you inside and keep you from leaving. And then they feed you in the middle so that you, you'll just be happy enough that you'll stay. And, uh, but so on Wednesday we had prayer, we had prayer scheduled and then we had to go to Ikea for something we're doing for our field to renovate a mission house. And this hopefully two hour trip turned into like at least an eight hour thing. Mm-hmm. And, and we had to travel an hour by train to get there. And anyway, all that to say, but by the time I, I got to prayer at seven 30, I was zapped. I was like stressed and frustrated um, I was already having a week where I felt like I wasn't running on the plane of spiritual fruit that I was two weeks ago. And then I come into prayer and we had the single greatest breakthrough in our prayer time that we've had since we started the prayer uh, night. And so, and I talked to you about mm-hmm. this afterwards because I, I, I was, it just, I immediately when I left, I knew that God was teaching me a lesson and, and he continues to teach us lesson. Even though I know this lesson, it's like I have to relearn it and learn it again and learn it yep. again and learn it again yep. is that d- 
my dependency is not on my feeling. My dependency is not on me Um, feeling the strongest, feeling the less stressed out and the less frustrated. My, my dependency is completely on him and the results that are yielded all of the praise, all of like the adoration goes to him. It it cannot fall to me. It cannot fall on my shoulders because I know there's no way that in the way I felt Mm -hmm. that I could have produced what happened. Right. And so there is this like real dissonance between that feeling versus the result. And you've had, you've had similar circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. I think God has kind of been working on the same thing on both you and I, uh, these last two weeks, well, really last three weeks. And, and I want to bring up one point and I, and then I'll share my story a little bit. Uh, but for me, I've noticed that these hills and valleys, you know, you talk about every day is not a mountaintop, every week's not a mountaintop, every month's not a mountaintop. Sometimes it feels like every year is not a mountaintop. Uh, but I just want to encourage you guys. 2020 <laughs> meme, insert 2020 <laughs> meme, right? No mountaintop, full-time valley. But no, I just want to encourage you guys out right. there. If if you feel like this year has just been nothing but a valley, I want you to know there has been there has been some peaks. There has been some mountaintops in there. And, and here's how I know that that's true is because I looked at when, man, I was feeling totally bogged down. I mean, just like, for me, a lot of the challenges sometimes are just discomfort things like electricity not working or uh, rats in the water supply or this last week, one of the main issue we focused, and this is after two weeks of working on electrical, totally replacing electrical. So finally got that taken care of. Lights are working again, happy about that. Other things are working, good, good, great. And then our sink starts backing up. And like, it just, every time you turn the water on, it's backing up. We only have two sinks in the whole house and we really need them both to work. But six people are in the house and this is the kitchen sink and that's not a good thing. Uh, and, you know, so I went outside to figure out what the issue was and uh, we have here, uh, there's no water system or supply or plumbing other than what you do yourself. And so right. our sink goes into what we what we call a soakway, which means the pipe goes out of the house into the ground. And then you're supposed to dig this pit that allows the water to soak away. And then the, the food and other stuff can collect there. Well, our pit was like a shoebox size and nothing was soaking away. And it was just pouring back wow. up into the house. So, you know, had to bury that back up, which was terrible. It was awful, smelly. Uh, and then dig a new hole and then created a bigger design that allowed more water to soak away. Anyway, long story short, we got it fixed. And then by the end of the week, man, you know, I had that taken care of, but, and I felt good about getting it fixed, but man, it was just a discomfort level, you know, just discomfort. And then the place was hot Mm -hmm. and it's just one thing after another. But then I went into Sunday and, and I got to tell you, man, I was not, not feeling on my game. I was supposed to go up. I got invited to share at this church way up in North Tana, uh, and we had this COVID scare, which the country's still COVID free, but there was this scare that uh, COVID had had come in from this yacht. In fact, guys were gathered at the wharf. This yacht showed in from, uh, showed up from Australia with a Tahitian man on it, and they were gonna burn the yacht down. I mean, they're just afraid, you know. This, oh, oh, they had they had bundles oh, of of uh, palm fronds together, and they were gonna uh, go out in the dugout canoes, just light them on fire, and throw them on board. The guy was actually trying to give out secondhand clothing to people, trying to be helpful, but uh, he didn't go through. Nobody knew wow. he was coming. He didn't go through the correct channels, and so everybody was afraid. But I was already off my game for Sunday because I was supposed to go up north. They closed down the the road that goes up there, uh, and so then I got asked to preach 
at another church right nearby, which is great, but I had just spoken there, and I'm just being totally transparent. Jonathan, I was going to share the same sermon at the church sure, north yeah. that I'd prepared for this church, that I'd already shared at this church here. So this is now Saturday night, Saturday night, and I'm working on a new sermon, putting it together uh, in Bishlama and trying to you know feel it. And I knew I had a good sermon, like I felt I'd heard from the Lord, but it was just, you know, like it felt like work. Like sometimes you write that sermon and you're like, oh, inspiration, you're floating. This was not one of those times. This was. Yeah, you feel like sometimes that that whole process is like you're fighting. You're fighting to like like wrestle that word into something. Wrestle it out. That is clear. (laughs) And yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally get it. Yeah, and so then I shared Sunday, and um, uh, it, this this service was well received. It was good. It wasn't one of those like incredible moments or you know incredible move of the spirit. It it felt like it was a, a good service, but I still was not feeling like I wanted to feel. That's exactly what it is. I was not feeling like I wanted to feel, and right. sometimes going back to that dissonance. Sometimes we want to feel a certain way to know that God is taking care of us and that we're in control and we want to have those comforts, you know, and in the midst of this, I'm just being totally transparent was also facing some fears. You know, uh, we are supposed to get out. Lisa, uh, for those of you that don't know, Lisa had some melanoma removed uh, about a year and a half ago and melanoma is pretty aggressive and we were able to catch it in time. But they said, here's some things on the watch list. You have to get out, have to get these things tested. And we had that all planned right. out. But because of COVID, we cannot get out of the country. And so I was dealing with the, these fears of, uh, you know, we're stuck. She can't get tested for these things. These things that are on the watch list, we haven't got them checked. And dealing with just giving those fears to God and trusting him with with taking care of her and praying for complete healing and trusting him in the healing. And all these things just piled up on top of each other and mm-hmm. going into the new sermon on Sunday. And then at, at the end of the service, this guy comes to me and he says, hey, um, the chief Yahweh Luke wants to talk to you. And this is a chief in a custom community. That's a community that we would consider a never reach community, community that they follow the old beliefs. He said, he wants to talk with you. And I said, okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I've been working up there with a pastor, Pastor Simeon, doing outreach up there. We, I went and grabbed him. We went up there. And the chief, when I met him, I could tell he was not doing well. Uh, he was sitting on uh, a mat and his stomach was distended and his he was even skinnier than he normally was. And he's always super skinny. Uh, and he said, I have the sickness. He says, I have the sickness that has been killing guys up here. Their stomachs bloat and they waste away. Uh, and he says, we've done 30 days of custom medicine. He says, they, uh, the shaman has chewed up these leaves, spit them on my body. And he says, after 30 days, I see that this medicine, this custom practice has no power. He says, I'm now ready wow. to, believe, to believe in the God uh, that you have talked about. And Pastor Simeon and I were able to pray with him and he accepted Jesus into his heart. So like I went from... I went awesome. from feeling, feeling, uh, you know, fear and like, oh, this isn't Nothing's going how going I wanted right. it, right, right, to to absolute elated, uh, and yeah, yeah. then and then behind that, uh, we prayed for God to heal him and told him we'd come back the next day. We came back the following day and were greeted with this huge smile. Uh, his stomach had gone down, and his boys were rejoicing. They said this is the first time he That's slept amazing. Uh, in 30 days for a whole night. And so God is working uh, in his life and in his heart, and we've got uh, a huge open door right now. But Jonathan, you made this statement to me earlier, and I just want to read it because I wrote it down. You you said, and I know you've said this a few times, but I just want I want this to resonate with people. You said, sometimes the greatest results have been when I felt the least. Yeah. That's so good because... 
and and I've heard people say this before, and I think we know this, but God isn't here just to make us feel good. Yeah. He's not just he he's not just here to wrap a warm blanket around us. <laughs> and while that does happen, the more I learn about God's peace, the more I learn that God's peace means that you're standing in the fire and the fear is all around you on every side. And it, yeah. it feels like you're getting sucked into this vortex of absolute no control and losing. But God's peace means, no, I choose to surrender what I'm feeling right now to God. And I'm saying that his promises are greater than my emotions. His promises are greater than my situation. And I trust him with it. And to continually surrender, to continually trust him. In yeah, that. that goes back to what we were talking about in, in, in the episode with my dad about I decrease so that he may increase. Yeah. And I love that scripture because it speaks of, of great humility. But when you look at our situations and both of the, the circumstances that we just talked about are not anything unique. Those are like no. weekly, monthly experiences that we have on the mission field of times where we, we feel the worst, right? Mm -hmm. And so it makes me look at that scripture in new light because I always, I guess, looked at that scripture as this choice. I choose to decrease so that he may increase, mm. but it's, it feels like that there are times when the choice is made for me that I am made to decrease so that he may increase. Yeah. We have the opportunity then to see that we could work and work and work and produce things all the time and try to control things ourselves, try to produce results ourselves, try to uh, succeed ourselves. And we can build all of these things that are built with our two hands and the ideas yeah. that are between our two ears. But the reality is, is there's times where we need to suppress our own thing and allow God, his plan to work above our own plans. And Absolutely. I think that's what we're talking about is, is that seeing that in that moment of frustration, in those moments where you felt like you were working the most, reality was you were seeing that you couldn't produce what you wanted to yield. You couldn't produce the, the, the results that you wanted to see with your own two hands. And so how do we build the mechanism into, into our life where it's like instead of the great frustration that we feel preceding... Right the yeah. miracle that God or the breakthrough that comes that instead we, we look at the signs and we go, I'm working the most and I'm frustrated the most. I'm stressed the most. That must yep. mean something <laughs> awesome is about to happen. Something awesome is about to come through that God is actually, yeah. uh, I'm decreasing in this moment. I feel yeah. decreased. I feel the lowest. I feel the least. Uh -huh. So then God must be about to do the most. And I think I think it builds it. If we allow it, it not only will it build in us new faith, but it'll build in us new habits. For me, what Jonathan, I think you and I have actually both talked about this. You know, obviously you're teaching this series on prayer. Um, I'm right. not pastoring one specific church, you know, at all. We, we we're pastors to pastors, if you want to call it that. Uh, but and church planning and all that. But one thing that God's been working out in me is prayer. And the significance of prayer, not just praying, but praying through. And uh, oddly enough, this season of frustration for me was preceded by a season of prayer where I actually, I, I, I'm reading uh, a couple books right now, but one of those books is a book that most of us have all read. And if you have read it, reread it again. It's got some 
foundational stuff, but some stuff in it that will absolutely stretch you. And that's the circle maker. And he just yeah, talks book. about prayer, just talks about prayer and getting to the point where you're, where not only are you specific in your prayer based on God's promise, where you're standing on God's promise. And that's what it means by circling, circling that promise and circling in it physically, maybe mm-hmm. while you're using your hand and highlighting, but also physically by prayer walking. Maybe it's a specific area you're claiming victory over or something, but praying through. And for me, I, I, some people are super disciplined. Like my dad, he's just had this habit ever, for ever since I can remember. He's just the first one up and he's downstairs and he's praying like from, you know, 4.30 in the morning or something. And he just has this incredible time of prayer. Mm-hmm. I, I would try that, but it just wasn't as effective for me. And I'm a little bit, need a little bit more of a structure plan. But what I did find out worked for me was I was setting these alarms and I was doing three alarms a day throughout the day. And I would just set this alarm, and as soon as it would go off, I would drop everything and just spend five to ten minutes in prayer. And Jonathan, mm. it was so encouraging to me. Uh, I think this is part of my personality, but to just be like, I'm putting God first right now above everything. And those prayer times became something that I looked forward to and was so excited about and felt like it wasn't just the surface prayer, you know, where you're thanking God and praising God, which we should do every time we pray, but I feel like a lot of times we pray and it's just that surface prayer. And then for me, it allowed me to get beyond that. Mm-hmm. And then I saw God start to work in different areas of my life. And I'm looking forward to using those times of frustration to just spurn me farther and deeper into a habit of prayer. That's good. I, I'm, uh, I definitely feel like God has had me in a time where it's like examining the, the, my time of prayer and looking yeah. at the structure of it. And what I've found is that it, it's like, your alarm reminded you that it was time to get your heart into the position to like, yes, to pray, right? It was yes. kind of used as like this physical kickstart to your brain, like a mental like shift. Okay, mm-hmm. now is the now I need to do that. Do you feel like that 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 helped you jump into into that that frame of mind? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I noticed just this increase in the way I was reacting to fears and the way I was reacting to frustration was my my first response was now, hey, I need to pray about this. I need to pray about this. And I think sometimes we feel like, you know, the answer, oh, I'm going to pray about that. I'm going to pray about that. Yes, that can be a cop out. But when it's genuinely not a cop out, when that is the reality, I'm going to pray about that. Man, I think we need to be praying about everything. I think we need to, and we can be praying about everything. And why not? I mean, God wants us to. He's here. He's here to give us understanding. He's here to give us wisdom. He's here to help us with every situation. We have not because we ask not. So as we pray, we can trust God to fulfill his promises in our lives. And uh, the reality of that has just been growing in my heart. You know, we say these things, and then we sometimes it's easier to talk about it and preach about it than it is to actually let me pray about it and really do it. Yeah, yeah, right. So in regards to what we were talking about previously with feeling like you're in the middle of work, you're yeah. stressed, you're frustrated, things you you feel the least, what do you feel like helps you in in those prayer times because those those times and I think I I think even in in the episode with my dad he talked about, you know, there's times where he feels like his prayers are not reaching past the ceiling of the room or the car that, you know, it's like, um, they're not going. So have you found anything particular that helps you? Yeah. For me, I've noticed that the more I prayed, the more I was admitting, God, I need you. I need you right now. I can't do this without you. And, and I would go through this process of, of completely 
admitting, uh, for lack of a better way of describing it, admitting my pride, confessing my pride that I'd allowed to creep in and allowed to even take hold, like, I can do this. I, I'm capable of this. Yes, I want to be confident, but I want to be confident in the promises that God's given me. I'm not saying not to be confident, but just these areas where I should have been relying on God, but I was relying on myself. And once once I was able to do that, it's like, that's when I felt like it was an open channel. And then the praise felt like you were actually giving God a gift. You know, that's what praise is, right? It describes praise as a gift. It's like, Praise is an offering. It's a sacrifice. It's a gift to God, and and it really felt like the praise was not just like thank you God for this day, thank you for what you're doing, you know, all those kinds of things, but really felt like I was praising God. Yeah, I guess I want to ask you about because I, I think that then then you've got this um, this sort of side effect or byproduct of that when we when we don't feel it, we can use that as a a an excuse or. A, uh, a, a sort of a doorway into like weakness um, in our life and, and allowing ourselves to slacken. So we have, we have the choice, right? Is in yes. those moments where we feel it the least and we're working hard with things, our choice can be that we're going to press in, yep. utilize our faith, tap into our faith, not our feeling and press in with God mm-hmm. and say that I'm not, I'm not feeling it right now, but I'm going to work hard to find it. Again, I'm going to like press yeah. in or the response is that we feel ourselves start slipping, right? right? Where it's like, if if I'm not feeling things, then, I, then I'm going to start slackening off. So I'm not going to uh, do my devotional time as much, or I'm not going to spend as much time in prayer. And it drives us in literally the opposite direction that God wants to push us towards. He's wanting to yeah. push us towards dependency. And instead, yeah. sometimes what we find is that we actually start becoming more dependent on ourselves right. um, for the feeling, right? Mm-hmm. How do we deal with that? How do we smooth out those inconsistencies and change our emotional response to be yeah. in those times, to be what it needs to be and not drive us away from God? Right. So basically what you're saying is how do we not, how do we not allow our emotions to be a metric for whether God is moving in our lives? You know, because... Because we've talked about two things here. We talked about allowing the frustration to push us towards God, right? And not allowing the frustration to mean that God isn't moving, right? Yeah, don't don't you think it's a sign of spiritual maturity when frustration and stress push us towards God versus pushing us away from God? Yes, yes. God wants us to feel good. He wants us to, 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 he's our comforter. He wants us to feel good. He wants us to have his peace. But that isn't his most important goal to just wrap a warm blanket around us and make us feel good all the time. Right. We have to press in and, and 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 go through the fire. I think if we want to feel good all the time, we're just going to be have a wet blanket faith. Right. How do we keep pushing forward, fighting the battle, moving forward into God's victory that he has for us, even when we feel awful, even when we feel the fear, even when we feel the pain. And I think, Jonathan, I think everybody's going to have different answers for this. For me, what has helped me in this season right now has had those small habits that I've put in place, like that prayer habit that I'm talking about. Man, it has helped me so much just to press in and to have a mental reset, helping train my spirit, helping train my mind how to respond to these red flags. Instead of throwing up my hands and getting more frustrated, 
throwing up my hands now and praying. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, you know, right. sometimes I'm not saying I get it right every time. I'm Like you just said a minute ago, man, I get it wrong a lot. But um, speaking of lessons, it is important that we talk about something from the last podcast. You brought up this song and there was a survey that got started. You know, you think people, you think people are your friends. You think that, like they say really nice things to your face and then, and then social media just, you know, it comes in and it's like keyboard warrior. Yeah. All of a sudden you realize you, you're getting trolled by people that you thought, uh, you trusted and, and, um, it's, it's now, hurtful. It needs to, it needs to go. He, he's not really hurt. He did adjust his, his, uh, crocheted sweater man, poncho Christmas vest when he said that, but it needed to happen. Uh, and the survey needed to happen. And I think the results were clear, Jonathan. The results were clear. Nobody really knew it. I think people felt bad afterwards. They're Listen, like, oh, yeah, I've heard of it. I've heard of the it. The results oh, yeah. were clear that all of the the people that would have known that song cared very little to, to not at all about that poll or about our discussion <laughs> and <laughs> did not want to get involved. Well, I just want to say that even even uh, even though we were in disagreement about the song and uh, and that you don't know good music when you hear it, um, <laughs> that I just want to at least say that because it's Thanksgiving, I'm thankful for you and oh. uh, and I'm thankful to get to talk to you. Today has been a good. I th- I've, it's it's really interesting to me that that sometimes that God takes us through similar journeys, but separately. Yes. And at the same time, isn't that, isn't that yeah. amazing? Sometimes that's that awesome. happens. It's really encouraging actually. Yeah. You and I have actually found that, that that has happened more often. Multiple times. With, yep. Yeah. With, with our, our relationship and, and connection. And then you feel like mm-hmm. I'm just now thinking about this, but actually I feel like God has worked. He put, you know, re- our relationship together. I feel like, and he has worked through that Yes. that strength of that relationship to to uh, to help us, you know, learn things and grow in things mm-hmm. um, together. And I think that's been really, really cool. So my challenge that I take away from this is just in hearing from you, Sam, is to is to pray through things, pray when I even when I don't feel like it. And and I also feel challenged in prayer, like, you know, whether it be setting alarm or doing something that interrupts that that is a disruption to our normal process. Yes. To just to freshen up our time with God. Yeah. And and so that's what I, I take away as a challenge is that what are we going to do for the close of this tough year for this potentially really terrible year? <laughs> what are we going to do yeah. to close it out to to finish um cuz this year Many of us, I think, have felt it the least. What are we going to do to close it out right. um, and have this have a strong year? Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the things that I, my huge takeaway, Jonathan, just discussing with you today is you, you mentioned this and you already said this, but I just want to reiterate it. Even when I don't feel it, to still trust that God is moving because sometimes the greatest results have been when we felt it the least. So, man, be encouraged. God is working. He's moving. Yeah. Our expectations should be the highest, man. Our ex- that's right. That's our right. Expe- for 2020, as bad as 2020 has been, <laughs> our expectations for 2021 should be yeah. that God is about to do something incredible. Bro, I, bro, I, I feel I feel like 2020 has been a year of foundations. I feel with all these challenges, all these yeah, things, everybody's getting stretched, and we're building foundations. Yeah. We're digging a deeper well, and next year is going to be 
a time where we start to build. We start to build on these foundations. If we're intentional about it, if we recognize what we're going through for what it is and we let it be that, we let it be the opportunity for that foundation to grow and be strengthened, I know that God is going to use that and take us to where he wants us to Absolutely. Be. And I'm thankful for you, even though your music is as misguided as your dress choice today with that sweater vest, but that's okay. It's a poncho. How many times do uh, I have to tell you? It's a poncho. <laughs> Merry Christmas to all our guys. Guys, be legendary, and uh, we hope you guys have a great holiday. And don't wear sweater vests or ponchos. Okay. Why did you have things for that? <laughs>